everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime cult conspiracy encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And this is our bonus episode. Our Halloween episode. We'll have to... When do you want to put this one out? On Halloween. Oh. We could just do two on Halloween, can't we? I'm trying to think of... Well, no, we don't... We'll just skip a weekend of recording. No, because it's spooky. Yeah. So it would be my last ghost one. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, what? No, it wouldn't. What are you talking about? This week, next week, and then it's Halloween. Is it? It's three weeks till Halloween. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's so depressing. I thought it was only two weeks. Damn it. Okay. Yeah, that works. So now we'll just record the weekend before we go on our trip. That'll actually work out better. Yeah, that works great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just kidding. Well, welcome everybody um, uh, to the behind the scenes of figured that out. <laughs> so this is our Halloween episode. Yippee. We are going to be talking about Danielle's ghost hunt at Fort Sisseton. Yep. And then we're going to be reading some ghost stories that were submitted to us. Yep. And I guess I can tell my one that I haven't told on the podcast before, apparently. Yeah. Because I don't. You, like, mentioned something, and I was like, I don't think I know this. You definitely know the story, but... Sorry. You probably just... I just haven't talked about it on here, I guess, so... All right. Um, okay. Let's get into it. All right. Did I say um? You did. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I'm calling this Fort Sisseton Year 2, because this is my second year going. Um, so, we have... We're going, like, a group of seven. Yes, ma'am. Do you have any, like, quick background history on Fort Sisseton? I know we talked about it last time, but... Um, I would definitely, for, like, the good stuff, I would check out Haunted South Dakota because I definitely talk about it in Haunted South Dakota. Basically, from what I remember, is it is a fort in northern South Dakota. It's, like, less than an hour from the North Dakota border. Um, Shit. That was an um. So it's like was built during some of the conflict with the Native Americans, but then also there were Native American soldiers that were there as well. So I don't, they were called uh, uh, Buffalo soldiers or maybe that, that was the African American story soldiers. So one of the two was called a Buffalo soldier. I don't remember which. Um, Three. Yeah, well, I have everything written down, and now I'm going on, on okay, the fly. Okay, well, whatever. So. I just thought maybe you would give a little background history. I, I don't really have any off the top of my head. I should have. That would have been really smart, but... That's okay. Just go just, listen to the South Dakota episode from two years ago. Yes. Haunted and South Dakota you is can learn all about Fort Sisseton. Yes. And hear about my first investigation. Yes. And hear how sick I was. Oof, I was sick that weekend. It sucked. So, this year, they did it a little bit different. Uh, the first time we did it, it was you, like, stayed with your investigator the whole time. Yep. And this time, w- our group traveled as a pack, and then the investigators stayed at one location. Oh. And I liked that so much better. Um, I know. Because... That way we got to kind of experience different ways that people investigate. So 
we didn't have just the person that does just the flashlights or someone who just does the dowsing rods or the, you know, yeah. we were given different opportunities to try different things, which was really cool. So our group of seven started in the North. Question. (laughs) Yes. Is seven the biggest you can have or do you know how many like on average is normally in a group? So when we were there, I would say it was like seven to 10 tops in each group. I really, I, I don't know for sure. There were not nearly as many as the one I went to with Tommy. Yes. Um, is there, do you know how many groups there were? I want to say there were four. And they only do it one weekend, right? Yes. Uh, one year? Yes. Okay. And they how do much it does it cost? Two nights. I don't, I don't know because okay. Megan's dad is on the board. Oh, okay. I was so just going to get, get the a, information we, for uh, people who might. No, they, I don't want them to come because then I can't go. <laughs> Just kidding. Daniel's gatekeeping. I am gatekeeping. No, I I don't know how much it is because Megan's dad is on the board, so we get a different price. Okay. I don't think it's terrible. Okay. And they do have, like I said, they do have two nights. And maybe if it does get more popular, they'll do more nights. And can you also just explain the time frame? Like, when does it start? And when does so it end? we get there around 7, 7.15. Because it gets dark pretty early. Yes. And then we left around 3 a.m. Oh, that's long. So you don't have to stay until 3 a.m. Some people didn't, but... If you're going to go, you might as well. Right. That's kind of how we feel about it. And Megan only lives like a half hour away. So it's not like a bad drive back. Yeah. Yeah. Really, we... I think we were home and in bed before 3.45. Okay. So uh, she stayed up a little bit later than I did because of her dog. She was like, he seems like he needs a little attention. So she stayed up and I was like, I love him, but I'm going to bed. Yeah. So anything else? No. Okay. So our group of seven started in the North Barracks. It's a long room with somewhere between 20 and 40 bunks. This also houses the museum displays and a couple of other rooms. They had us set up by a heater that would have burned coal or wood in the winter Each group would go with two investigators in each location. Like I said, this was different than last time. So the investigators in this group were Otto and Justin, and we actually ended up with Otto and Justin twice, which was really nice. They were super cool. Otto used the spirit box. Do you know what a spirit box is? Yeah. Okay. So you know it's super loud, but he put the headphones on. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, in some of the clips, you can hear... Oh. the spirit box even though he's wearing the headphones that's how loud this thing is Yikes. it's ridiculously loud so the spirit box um i explained what that is just to, actually i'll just do it just in case people don't know it's a really loud thing that runs through radio frequencies quickly then the spirit can manipulate that to talk with investigators he used the estes method and that's where you cover he would close his eyes he wouldn't cover his eyes because i feel like he has glasses but i don't remember for sure But he would close his eyes and he would have his head down and he would have his hands over the headphones. So he can't see us or hear us. So there's like no outside. Yeah. No outside influence from us. Yeah. So the first spirit that we connected with was a man named William. He was a soldier. Not sure what his rank was, but he had been at the fort. He said that his brother had been at the fort with him and he gave us a name and I do have video of that. Okay, so Danielle's going to show me some videos and pictures from her investigation. Yes. I'm assuming she'll also be posting these on our Facebook page once this episode posts. I just want to... So if you want to watch these along with us or after, 
the podcast is over you can um you can see those on our facebook page correct and unfortunately i tried to make emily a whole really cool video and it didn't work so we're just gonna have to jump from clip to clip to clip here okay so i'm gonna hold if it's okay if i hold it and then i oh so people can hear so if people want to hear and they don't want to go find it on instagram they can but you also should yeah you should also definitely it's probably gonna be better than yeah facebook or instagram it okay ready brother so that's auto what was your brother's name obviously me Kind of hear that in the background. Yeah. Is your brother here? Jesse. So that said Jesse, and that was someone else's. Did that just say Jesse? I heard missing. Cool. We'll see what Otto says. Sadly, no. So his brother's not your brother here. is not here. Was your brother's name Jesse? Sam. Sam. Yeah, so he told us his brother's name was Sam. He wasn't there. But, um, yeah, that, it was pretty cool. Who, how do you get chosen to ask the questions? Or does everybody get to ask questions? Everybody can ask questions. This was our first location, so it was really funny and a little bit awkward because we, like, walked in and we all sat down. So we're all sitting either in chairs or some people are on the bunks. I'm really weird about sitting on a bed. Like, uh, that's not mine. Okay. So I don't do that usually unless it's, like, your bed or Allie's bed or whatever. I just, I don't know. I think it's weird. And so I will not sit on those, but people were. And then, like I said, you can see like my K2s in the video and there's a K2 on the floor. And then Justin had one and he had something else attached to his. I don't remember what it was, though. And so the voice that you hear is Otto talking and we all just like sat down and then Otto was like, all right, I'm ready. Like he got all ready and put the stuff on. He goes, I'm ready. And then no one said anything. Oh. <laughs> and it was just silent. And I was like, all right, this is my moment, I guess. <laughs> and so I was like, is anybody here with us? And so in that room, I definitely talked more. I'm very comfortable being a leader, as you probably know, you know, as an older sibling. Yeah. Kind of. That's always been my role is yeah. to just lead the pack. Nobody else wants to. So... I feel like I did a lot more talking than some of the other people, but the other female voice that you hear in that, her name is, I believe, Sarah, and she's a sensitive. So I talk a little bit about her in there, and I know she listens now because she followed us while we were at Fort Sessitin. So if I'm wrong about your name, I'm so sorry. I did my very best. It was three in the morning when we left, and I was very tired. So, yes. Okay. Let's see where we were. Okay. So we also had some kids join us. Um, Ghost kids? Yes. I think you have to be over 18. I was going to say this is probably 18 plus. But I don't know that for a fact. We've never had anybody like really young come. So it would be my guess. And we had this sensitive whose name, again, I believe was Sarah in her group. She tried to email us so I could be sure that was her name, but I never got the email. So if you're listening and your name isn't Sarah, I am so sorry. And please write in so I can correct that. But I call her Sarah throughout this entire thing because that was easier than being like the sensitive. Yeah. (laughs) So Sarah said that there was a little boy with us. She said that she could tell like the age and the gender kind of based on how the pressure felt in her body. So if it was 
higher like by her head it was an adult men tend to be like heavier or more pressure and children would be lower by her knees or her stomach and it was really interesting but the spirit that sarah was sensing came through on the spirit box and said that his name was malachi and that he was around four or five by sarah's guess she asked why he was so upset and he said he had been swatted by the major because he'd gotten into trouble so he said that to who to auto so through the oh through the the spirit box he said all that yeah he said swatted and we're like oh no who swatted you and he said major oh so he wasn't like i was swatted by them it was just like swatted question major you know it was so kind of like it was maybe he was just majorly swatted maybe but we don't know we we did our best uh, okay, let's see. We hadn't heard from William for a while, so I asked if he was still around. And here is video two, if I have this correct. Maybe this one. Nope. Other first one. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Oh, nope, not even this one. <laughs> Sorry. This one. Third time's a charm. Maybe. William, are you... Yeah, here we go. Okay. William, are you still here? I can't get it. That's okay. I'll explain. Trying to do the lights still. You don't have to. I was just curious if you were able to. <laughs> Thank you for trying so hard. It's very nice. I blame you. Oh, I'm sorry. That kind of hurts my feelings. The elementary school para came out of my body at that moment. Went, oh, that kind of hurts my feelings. So basically, previously I had asked him. He had been lighting up the K2 that was sitting on the floor that you can see yeah. in the back of that video. Yeah. And so I asked him, can you do mine? And he had still been trying to do mine because it it didn't go off. It wasn't going off. The other two were going off. And so I was like, what the heck? Because we know it works. We've seen it work before. Yeah. And so, yeah, he got a little frustrated with me there, which I thought was really funny. He blames you. Yeah, he does blame me. And it hurt my feelings. So the uh, then Megan... Sarah and I went into another room that's at like the far end of the North Barracks. And the last time we were there, I thought I saw a shadow cross the door frame. Like it, the last time, like two years ago? Yes. Okay. My first trip. Okay. And I, th- I thought I'd seen a shadow cross from one side to the other. And I was like, oh, it's probably just people walking around outside. And I got too scared to go check. So I didn't. And so I I can't say that I saw anything because like it literally could have been somebody walking outside and like their reflection from the moon or whatever. I don't think that's what it was just based off a of gut, but I can't say it wasn't. So we go in there and there's only like one door in and one door out. So you can kind of see out into the area and nobody's out there, but Sarah said that the pressure in there was super uncomfortable, like the man who was in the room was angry. She said he wasn't angry at us, but he was just kind of like pissed off. And so we kind of talked with him for a little bit and we're like, hey, if you want us to go light up one of the K2s, he did. 
And then we went back to the rest of the group. And that was when we got this video. And this one is more audio. Audio, okay. Or more visual, sorry. So someone's just... This is Justin. Do you like Justin? And it just kept going off like crazy. Kind of. So you hear her talking about the pressure. That's Sarah in the background. Okay. So just kind of like he was just holding it and was standing like in the middle of a space. So there was really no reason for it to be going off like that. So then we spent a little more time in there and Sarah said that she felt like there was a little girl in the space and they played a very unfair game of hide and seek. No surprise, ghost one. Then we move on to the officer's quarters. Our group went right upstairs and we're told that the last group had some activity from three brothers that were playing around in the space. This is the place where last time we were there, we think something sat with us and one of the pieces of equipment we used up in that room was the divination rods. Do you know divination rods? Are those the ones that like cross and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So I personally have a really hard time with those because I think that they're not foolproof enough. Like, it's too easy to, like, subconsciously manipulate them into doing what you want them to do. Kind of like a Ouija board, right? A Ouija board, if you want something to happen so badly and you're sitting there with all your friends and all of a sudden it starts... Half the time, it's it's someone doing it and they don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. So I just... With that, I just have a really hard time with the divination rods some people totally believe them these ones were pretty cool they like glue glowed in the dark (laughs) so we could all see them um this space also uh has like it's just a really long open space and it's got some beams and so i kind of took my stuff my k2 out of my bag and set it next to me and then i just kind of sat on the floor and just hung out in a corner and then megan and another woman were uh in the middle across from them was this husband and wife couple and you'll hear him in one of my videos and they had a flashlight and their flashlight kept turning on and off on its own so we think that was the youngest brother the middle brother was all the way at the other end away from me with sarah and sarah was like oh yeah he's just screwing around over here like he just is just running around like he's not doing anything in particular And then the final one was in the back corner, kind of by me. And at one point, the um, my glucose monitor went off and it seemed to cause some interest. So like two of them came over and then when it didn't happen again, they're like, oh, well, (laughs) never mind. That wasn't that fun. How do you know they came over? Uh, Sarah and also apparently I am also sensitive. I can feel it. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe the sensitivity stuff. I, I don't <laughs> I don't either, but it's like a gut thing. Yeah. It's, it was but I just feel like you can like even if you just Yeah, I don't know. That's my own personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, and you're <laughs> entitled to that opinion, but it's wrong. Um I just I feel like and you if you think about it hard enough, your gut can tell you even if it's not. S- some shit happened. So okay. we'll get into it. We'll All talk right. about it. Uh so really not didn't have a ton of activity there but again I just kind of sat in a corner by myself and just kind of was like had a minute of 
just watching. The next place we went to was Dr. Knickerbocker's house. This place has four rooms, a kitchen, and a little pantry. And so, like, the four main rooms connect in a circle. So when you walk into the front door, to your right is his office. And then behind that is the kitchen. Or no, sorry, the bedroom. And then the back left is the dining room and the front left has like a sitting room and like the kitchen and the pantry are connected to the back of the kitchen which obviously makes sense so dr knickerbocker and his alleged girlfriend they don't know if she actually was but she is assumed to have been her name is barbara they are known to interact with people nothing was really happening in the sitting room so sarah megan and i went into the office and i said something like doctor are you home i'm really sick meaning like i'm literally sick and not that i was like extremely sick and sarah was like oh he just moved into the bedroom so we followed him in there and nothing is happening for a second so i asked if he's there again and like all of a sudden i just needed the fuck out like i wigged out I don't know what happened, but it was like, you know, that like panic feeling that you get in your chest where you're like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Like, I'm fucking, I need to get the fuck out of here. So that happened. And so I started to go towards his office the way we came. And I I can't remember where Megan was. She was with me, but I don't remember if she was in front or behind me. And I started to go that way. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I like backed up and I like zipped around the other way and like went out. And as I was leaving, I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And I like went out and I got outside and I literally started crying and was like hyperventilating for no reason. And I, you've known me your entire life. I don't just get like that. Like I've never had a panic attack. I'm usually like, I get heated, but like, I don't, that's not my personality to be like, oh my God. And like be crying and stuff. Like that's just not, you're looking at me like you think it is. I've I've seen you cry a lot when you get mad. But I wasn't mad. You were scared? No, I was just panicked. It was like almost like an anxiety feeling. I feel like I haven't really ever seen you panicked, maybe. Right. So Because I, I, I just can't really tell you how, yeah. I just don't. I'm pretty even keel. Like, I get pissed, but that's kind of it. Okay. And so we were out there for a couple minutes, and I, like, calmed down. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back in. And we go back in. And, um, okay, sorry, I lost my thought. So I don't go back into his room or his office where several of the others were getting activity from him. But I just kind of stood in the doorway of the kitchen and dining room space. And we got a little bit of interaction from Barbara where she turned a flashlight on and off where I was not going to go deal with the doctor again so do you think it's because you said you were sick we really yeah we all do we all so we were kind of talking about it later and we think he thought that i meant i was super sick and then i didn't lay down on the bed so he was like why isn't she laying down like what is going on why is she i need her to lay down so i can help and like i didn't do that so then he was like what the fuck i don't know if that would make him like he was like like to the point where you would get panicked though so but we just think that like maybe i had accidentally stressed him out or i something about what i had said was like oh no oh oh god she needs help so then maybe he was panicking yeah and then it just kind of like influenced the 
the panic. So this is with Barbara. Do you believe in this um, flashlight stuff or no? I can't. I feel I, like we talked about this last time, but I don't remember what you said. For I sure. feel like to a point. Okay. If I... Because this one is literally not being touched by anybody, right? Yeah. Like it's just sitting, sitting there. there. See, yeah. that's why I feel like I believe in that. Hey, Barbara, shut the light off. So that, again, is Sarah. That's oh, it's the one trying. Yeah. If it's you, shut the light off. So this one's just sitting you on the You can do piano. it. There you go. Almost, Barbara. You almost got it. Perfect. Good job. So she gets the light to turn off. So we assumed it was Barbara and that's who we're talking to. And the energy didn't feel the same as it when it was the doctor. It just didn't. So again, was not going to go looking for the doctor again. I was like, I'm good. Did you have any interaction with that guy last time? No, he didn't interact with us at all. Okay. And I think (laughs) this might be just me being petty because I don't really like him. But one of the investigators that has been there a couple times, I'm not a fan of. I don't I don't like his attitude. He's also from Minnesota and he always makes snarky comments about where we're from and it gets on my nerves because he's like it, it's constant and he just he really thinks very highly of himself and I just don't do well with that kind of person. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we were with him the entire time last time. And he was like, always is like, oh, yeah, the doctor really likes me. The doctor really likes me. We have great interactions. And I've never seen him have a good interaction with the doctor. So I think the doctor doesn't really care for him much anymore either because he's just kind of pompous. But I don't. So that's why you think you didn't get any? Yeah, because we were stuck time? with him the whole time last okay. time. And the only times we really had interaction with anything was when he actually was not in the room with us. Okay. So, like, we had a flashlight session in the commander's quarters, mm-hmm. and he wasn't there. And then when he came over and tried to take over, it kind of stopped responding. Okay. So I, I don't think they love him there as much as he thinks they do. <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion. And it's definitely, definitely colored by how I feel about this guy. So... And actually, uh, the commander commander's quarters was where we went to next. And this is the location that Megan's photo comes from. Oh, God, that fucking photo. So we go in. We go upstairs to the second of three floors. And Sarah tried the dowsing rods. Yes. Do you have that photo still? It's on our Instagram. Okay. We, and, we should repost it. And we tried to debunk it with Megan's new phone. But the flash is so much brighter on her new phone that... It's very obvious that it's a person standing up there. So because the flash is like way brighter. So it's it was too hard to debunk. So we definitely did not debunk it, but we tried. Okay. So Sarah tried the dowsing rods, had a spirit come too close, and she was like, whoa, you got to back off. It did. And then that was kind of all the activity we had in there. The husband and wife that were with our group did have some success with their flashlight and Megan and I tried to get a photo like hers to debunk it, but we couldn't. So I actually have that picture too. I had her send it to me. I don't know if she sent me the the original photo or not, but like I said, that is on our Instagram, so we can definitely find it. And so like here's... There's me just, obviously, I'm just <laughs> standing, you know, because I was, we were trying to get as close as we could to what it looked like. Yeah. And here it is without her flash. So you can definitely tell that a person is standing up there. Yeah. Are you looking for the Instagram post? Yeah. I so am. 
I can definitely post those too um, on the Instagram. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Okay. Do you want to see the... Dude, that fu- is fucking wild. I know. Isn't it just the craziest shit you've ever seen in Charlie? Yeah. Because, like, we tried... And she must have been, like, up the stairs a little bit when she took it. Yeah, that's wild. It's so crazy because it's, it's like, every time I see it, I'm like, you would not wear a dress. That's not the kind of clothes you're going to wear to that. Okay, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Interesting. All we, that's all we really had in the commander's quarter, really, honestly, really nothing. So, then we go to our little break. We have, like, a little, like, 30, 45 minute break where. Snap break. Yeah, everybody kind of gets back together. Yep, exactly. Um, so it was I was at like eleven thirty ish, and it was until twelve. So we did our little break, kind of caught up with people, talked about like, oh, what's going on in your session? Da 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 da. Uh, had some very delicious smelling soup. Yum. Yeah, it smelled really good. I really want soup now. Uh, I had some pickles. Gross. <laughs> they were delicious. Nothing like a ghost hunt and some pickles. Yeah. I met, actually, hilariously, I met a friend of a friend of mine from when I worked at one of the YMCA's. And so we took a picture and just sent it to her with no context. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So next place we go was the hospital. We went in and sat at a table in the back room. We were with Otto and Justin again. So that meant more spirit box. We talked first to a woman named Judy who had three sons, one named Thomas. And I told you this already for a split second. I was like, Grandma? Yeah. Because I was wearing her wedding ring. And I was like, well, maybe this was a good opportunity because there's a lot of energy for her to use if she's going to come by. Uh, Then she said the other two names of her sons. And I was like, no, not Grandma. So then we talked to a man named Robert. He was the only one the entire night to get my K2 to go off. Weird. It, yeah, which is so strange because, like, last time it wasn't that hard. I have no idea where it is. Hold on. I think it might be this one because I almost miss it. Yeah. I almost miss it. Can you make it go to orange and not just green? I'll move away. To have a little more space. Like this? Is that... That was auto. Okay. With the spirit box on. I'm trying. Okay. Keep trying. You're doing great. Even if you can make it just go to the other green, that is super cool, too. Makes me very, very happy. There, there you go. go. I almost Thank did. you. Wow, that was so cool. You're welcome. Can you do it one more time? <laughs> Don't be green. I just want to make sure it wasn't somebody moving the table. You made it go to the second green. Good job. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't somebody bumping the table. Because that's what happened last year. It was like everyone in that room. We didn't really have a lot happen in there last year. and Or last time. And one of the people was like, oh, the table just moved. But there was an entire group of people sitting around the table. So... How do you know that it wasn't somebody like shifting or, you know, bonking something or whatever? So I just wanted to like be double sure that it, that wasn't what it was. Uh, so as you heard in that video, he seems to say that it takes more. He's He was trying. Right. So we kind of. We kind of decided as like a group that maybe mine's just really hard to do. 
Let's see if this is the one I want. Um, I'm trying to just listen to little pieces to make sure. Yeah, this is the one I want. What is this? Do you this want is, me to move it closer to the edge? This is still Robert. Please. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know where the edge is, so. That was there we go. All right, it is as close to the edge as I can get without falling off, I think. It's hard to see in the dark. And if you listen, you can hear that spirit box. Yeah. Which is just so crazy to me. It's stuck. Is it stuck on green? I don't know. Should I turn it off and turn it back on? I was like, let me re hard, hard reset this baby. <laughs> green. It is green. And then he made a different one. Oh, black. nice job. So that's why. Two greens that time. Thank you. So there's that one. And then he had it go off. We had it go off again with him in there. Those seem like very intelligent responses. Yeah, and that's the thing. So this this one doesn't have audio because it's really just him making oh, it yeah. flash a bunch, uh, which was pretty cool, especially because this was like our last big place that we went, and it was the first time mine had gone off the entire night. And I was like, yes! <laughs> so I was pretty jazzed about that. And then, so we're in there talking to Robert, gets my K2 to go off. He said it took more energy. Then somebody in our group said, is the doctor here? And I was like... Not Dr. Knickenbocker. Knickerbocker, yeah. I was like, (laughs) he wasn't, but he's coming now. Uh, And sure enough, we hear the spirit box go, I'm here or here I am. And I was like, no. And so I was saying... Why would they... Because you were at the hospital? Yes, yep. And he was like the main doctor that was there. And so... I was sitting at a at a table and like it was the long way so I was like at the head of the table and my back was facing one of the doors there's two doors into this room there's one in front of me and one behind me and he came in the the door behind me and he's like oh my sick patient yeah and so I started to like feel the same way I had in the other house like I started to get teary-eyed again and I was like shaking really bad and Megan was like do you want to go and I was like no I don't want to go I'm not leaving like, I'm fine. He needs to back off. Like, I'm okay. I know I panicked him earlier, but I feel better. I'm good. I'm fine. And so Sarah did me a huge solid because she doesn't even like being in the hospital. And she had been standing right here to my right. And she actually, like, stood behind my chair and was like, you need to back off. She's fine. She's okay. She told you to, to back off of her. And it seriously was, like, night and day with her standing between us and she's like I physically like moved him back she was like I got it we're we're good we're fine and so I was able to like calm down a lot faster in there and I just kind of took a few breaths and was like good and Megan was like the next morning she was I was getting kind of pissed off at him because he wouldn't leave you alone (laughs) it's like (laughs) me too and why did someone have to ask if he was there because he wasn't and then they're like is he here and I was like shit he's here now so there is one more video. I think it's this one. Yeah. Okay. So this one's nuts. This is Otto talking to who we believe is Dr. Knickerbocker. On the spirit box again. Yes. Yep. 
We prayed. We prayed? Would you like us to pray? You also hear a man sleeping in the back corner. Hold hands. Hold hands. hands. Okay. That's me putting my phone down and going, please, 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 please keep recording. Can you start the prayer for us? Dear God, This was kind of long, sorry, but I couldn't put it any further. Protect everyone in here. Thank you for that prayer. Amen. 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 So that's the craziest shit I've ever experienced in my entire life. He literally prayed for us. What if he would have been like, dear God, protect everyone in here from the demon that's behind you. <laughs> Run! <laughs> what would you have done? I would have been like, well, we're cursed. Well, we're all fucked. We're cursed now. Uh, <laughs> this is our life now. We can never leave. Um. Yeah. So that was crazy. Then we also what had a nice doctor. I know. So I we really don't think he meant to be aggressive. We just think that like his energy came on really strong because I said I'm really sick. Yeah, you fucked up. And I didn't mean it as in like I'm extremely sick. I literally meant it as like I am literally sick. I don't know what you mean by that. What's the difference? Like I'm not extremely ill. I'm not dying, but I am actually sick like i actually have a sickness i'm i'm oh, ill oh, oh does that make more sense yes so i just think i used the wrong terminology and he just kind of freaked out and was trying to be helpful but just came on so strong that it just like it was the weirdest because i've never had a panic attack i don't think i maybe have had one in my whole life and that is what i imagine a panic attack feels like mm-hmm. and i've told i i've known megan for 10 plus years at this point and she was like i have never seen you like this not once because i'm usually pretty even keel unless i'm angry (laughs) like that's my that's my one thing is like i get pissed and then i but i you know yeah so i don't i'm not a big like panicky anxious kind of person yeah just not yeah so we also got to talk to robert a little bit more in that room we asked him uh if his family was there he said no and i was like oh that sounds kind of lonely he's like not for me (laughs) um he's like i hate my family yeah right (laughs) and then we asked him what he or he said something about having friends and we asked him like what he does for fun and he said can't tell you can't tell yeah he can't tell us what he does for fun (laughs) because it's naughty (laughs) it's robert things he shouldn't be doing he's like i fuck with tourists yeah (laughs) he was like he said cards 
And then apparently went and got some friends while we were talking to Dr. Knickerbocker. And uh, Sarah said she thought they were kids. And he said, uh, like, got friends or something. Because we were like, Robert, are you still here? And he was like, got friends. And we were like, oh, cool. Like, he wanted to show his friends, like, hey, look at what I'm doing. It's kind of weird that his friends are kids, though. I mean, not necessarily, depending on how old he is. We think he was, like, his early 20s. And some people just like kids. And if you don't have a lot of choices to hang out with in the afterlife, I think you'd be friends with whoever you got. Next time you should bring a deck of cards. Oh, my God. That's a really good idea. It's like a trigger object and some poker chips. Does he like poker? They said they play cards, so I'm assuming that's what it probably was. Oh, it could have been, yeah. That's a really good idea. We'll have to try that. So then we left there and went to the South Barracks. We were supposed to go to the jail, but there wasn't any activity there all night. And we didn't have any activity there last time we went either. So I'm wondering if they just might pull that from the rotation for next year. So we were kind of allowed to choose where we went. And Megan and I tried the North Barracks again, but they weren't really investigating there anymore. It was more like they were chatting about their ghost investigations and you know people were asking questions of the investigators and whatever so we went to the south barracks and went backstage and joined a group that was trying to talk to somebody sarah said she thought it felt like they were kind of new to communicating or they were weak but they did get the k2 to go off on the lights one time so then we all split off and headed home or i mean in my case i went back to megan's and uh, i'm super jazzed for next time i can't wait to go back we want to try and go back like on our own and just hang out there. Not during the nighttime. No. Well, maybe during the nighttime. Maybe in the late evening. You can do that? We don't know. <laughs> We're going to ask. Okay. So, I don't know. I'm I'm super jazzed though. It was it was really, really cool. It was really interesting. Um, Again, way more activity than last time. Yeah. So. Besides the picture. That's still the but best, I think. The picture wasn't even when I was there. That was the year before I went. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Mm. Megan with her mom the first year, me the second year. Didn't go last year because I couldn't go because I was at um, Oogie Boogie Bash. And then we went this year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I wish I'd been there. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, that picture is something else. It so. is. Cool. Well, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. I can't wait. For you, next time? If you want to come. Um. No. <laughs> Not only do I not want to go ghost hunt, but I don't want to drive to South Dakota. That's fair. It's a shitty drive. It sucks. Yeah, it's long. I saw four deer this time, and one of them, like, trotted across the road less than 10 feet in front of my car. And I, my only reaction was, ah! Jeez. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into ghost stories now. Yes, from our listeners. From our listeners. This episode's going to be kind of long. Yeah, but sorry. That's okay. Well, are we that sorry? I mean, not really, I guess. No. Because, well, it would be worse if I didn't have anything cool to show or yeah. talk about or whatever. Um. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it a bunch of times. I don't even know how many. Do you want me to t- wait to tell mine or should I do it first? Up to you. I'll just do it last. It's okay. Fine. Okay. So, um, shit. <laughs> just read the first paragraph and I'll read the next paragraph and then because there, some people sent in multiple stories. Okay, so I'm assuming 
Uh, Lindsay sent in multiple. Yes, Lindsay okay. sent in, I think, three. Okay, so these are from a listener named... I almost said called Lindsay. Called Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> named Lindsay. Okay, so here we go. I lived and worked on a haunted farm in Forestville, California, near Santa Rosa, for about two years. The farm was part of the junior college's agriculture department, so they had lots of buildings for classrooms. Think college dorm, but on a farm in the middle of nowhere with only two people sleeping in the building. That sounds scary already. Yep, I'm already scared. (laughs) Bold. The farm was built on an Indian burial ground. Oh, Oh, no. Even better. Even better. I think it was the Pomo tribe, but I could be wrong. So the room I slept in was part of this big pavilion. Wait, wait, wait. They're not even sleeping in the same room, Em. I guess not. Where they had classrooms, and at the other end of the pavilion was a massive industrial-sized kitchen. There were nights where I'd hear loud bangs, and the next morning I'd walk into the kitchen, and all of the pots and pans were scattered all over the place. This was a massive kitchen, so imagine at least 20 pans. It was very loud and very scary. Yeah, fuck no. (laughs) So for this part, I'm going to preface... Preface? Preface. 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 The story with I was the only person living in this building at the time. Nope. And the only (laughs) way to get into the building was with a special key card. The farm was probably 30 minutes from town, so not many people would be there at night. Even more nope. I was lying in bed, and I could hear what sounded like running in the pavilion, which was right outside my bedroom. I had no idea who that would be, so I rolled over and looked toward my door, getting ready to get up and check. Under the door crack, I could see a dark shadow walk past, but it wasn't walking. It was gliding. No. Like the idiot I was, I decided to get up to check, knowing full well these are the circumstances I scream at the people in scary movies to not come (laughs) check out the scary shit. Amen. (laughs) And when I got to the door, I felt a heavy shove against my back, which knocked me off balance. Fuck. No. (laughs) Not okay. I'm so scared. The next morning, I noticed scratch marks on my arms and back. No. Maybe two to three nights later, I woke up at 3 a.m., witching hour, of course, to use the restroom. Lindsay, do not. This is why Emily does not have a uh, clock in her room. It's it so is that true. she has to pee. She doesn't know what time it is. I don't know is. what time it is. I had to leave my room. No. <laughs> and walk across a dark hall to get to the restroom. And it was set up like a public bathroom with at least seven stalls in a row and a big sink. No, no. I walked in and immediately felt cold. I was freaking out. I went into the stall and I could hear tapping and knocking all around me. After a few seconds of that, everything went dead silent, like eerily silent. And then there was a booming voice that said, hey, in the stall next to me. Oh, my God. If, if you weren't already on the toilet, you would have <laughs> shit your pants. <laughs> oh, my God. Personal, personally, I would have shit my pants. I booked it out of there, but standing in front of the door was a tall, massive black silhouette no. of a person. No. Oh, my God. This just keeps getting worse. Oh, that just, I have goosebumps. I Lindsay. have goosebumps. Oh, God. I'm so glad you're okay. Yeah, thank God they were able to write this in. Oh, my God. I stared at it for what felt like hours, terrified to move. It started walking towards me, so I closed my eyes and crouched onto the floor, screaming at it to go away. It felt a gust of cold air, and when I opened my eyes, it was gone. I lived there for two years, and over time, the ghost interactions eventually went away. I learned there was a spirit of an Indian chief and a woman who hated other women because she was worried we would steal her man. She's not a girl's girl. (laughs) Nope. So once I learned this, I sat in my room and out loud said, 
quote, I respect this is your home. I'm only here for a short time. I will respect your space and if, if you respect my space, end quote. Something along those lines. It was years ago, so I don't exactly remember, but it worked. Holy Thank fuck. God that worked. Lindsay. Ooh. <laughs> I the shadow the shadow thing in the front of the door no thank you no fucking hey, thank you and then a shadow and a deep hey not like a hey but like a hey wow oh um that's oh my god that <laughs> no, no thanks no no so that's a good one to start fucking off hard pass jesus okay i'm assuming this is her as well yes this okay. is her her second one. Oh, great this isn't gonna cause me stress at all oh god i was pet sitting <laughs> for those of you who don't know i occasionally quite often pet sit for people oh my gosh okay great awesome thanks. i should have read this one thanks Lindsay. <laughs> um i was pet sitting a few weeks back oh only a few weeks ago <laughs> and it was the type of house that the second you walk in you feel like something is always watching you yep been at one of those mm. before the family left they told me to stay out of the garage okay I didn't question it at the time because I just assumed they had a lot of stuff in there and didn't want me breaking it. My first thought is they're keeping someone in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> so the laundry room was right next to the garage. And whenever I walked through, I felt an intense heaviness. So I went about my day hanging out with the dog. Nothing spooking going on. The first night, though, in my dream, this young girl, maybe 18, 19, came to me and she told me her name was Sarah and that she needed help. They're keeping someone in their crotch. Stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, I woke up the next morning kind of weirded out because the rest of the day I felt like someone was following me and I would see shadows in the corner of my eye, but they'd duck away when I would look. I started hearing lots of banging and thudding from the garage and I thought maybe something was broken. So I texted the owners of the house, letting them know what was going on and asking if it was okay for me to check. I was worried they would get mad if I went out without telling them or without letting them know what was going on. And they told me over text, quote, oh, that's just Sarah. Stop. Basically, they had a daughter who passed away and the garage was her bedroom. Okay. Not a person locked in the bedroom or in the closet, garage, whatever. So they've left it for her and they don't like people going out there because Sarah doesn't like it. So for the remainder of the week I was there, I would see Sarah on occasion and she would interact and communicate from time to time. Okay, not quite as scary, but also, like, what the fuck? The fact that she dreamed about her. Ooh. Yes, that's that's trippy. Lindsay, those are good stories. This is also Lindsay. Oh, this is. Yeah, number, it says number three, right? Yeah, well, it yeah. says Riley Zickle. Yeah, number three. She had three of them, uh, three or four of them. It should say, yeah, see, down here, the, uh, uh, another person that okay, sent in was Kim. Okay, so back in July 2016, a 20-year-old by the name of Riley Zickel went missing in Oregon's Mount Jefferson Wilderness area. His dad, Robin, was my dad's best friend, so the news was devastating as I grew up with Riley. He was supposed to meet with a friend in Seattle, but after not hearing from him, they began the search. They found a tent and some clothes, but couldn't find Riley. After a few weeks, they called off the search as his family was ready to grieve his loss. Fast forward three years to September 2nd, 2019. I had a dream that Riley came into my room and sat on the edge of my bed. 
He told me he was safe and that he was finally ready for people to find him. He wanted me to tell his dad and family that he was okay. The next day I wake up, September 3rd, never even brought up my dream to anyone, and my dad gets a call from Robin saying they found his body. The timing still gives me chills. I truly believe Riley's spirit came to me. Yeah, I believe so too. Wow. Sounds like Lindsay's got like some... Some psychic ability. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. real. Yeah. I might be a sensitive, but she sounds like she's a psychic. Jesus, girl. That's crazy. Lindsay, if you are psychic and you would like to talk about it, I I have lots of questions. <laughs> I really do. I have so many questions. Okay, so Hicks Road is number four. There's a pretty well-known road in San Jose, California that has a spooky backstory. Hicks Road is known for cannibalistic albinos. Oh, great. They live in what people have dubbed as huts. I've seen them... They look just like tiny houses at the end of a creepy road, but they are absolutely terrifying at night. The story oh, is yeah, I can imagine. that you they don't like visitors. So if you drive down their road, you will see them chasing after your car. Kind of sounds like Jackson Meadows. It does. I've never seen an albino, but I've seen something really terrifying. Great. If she's calling <laughs> she's, it really terrifying yeah. after that first fucking <laughs> story, we're screwed. Jesus. Okay. Um, the area is also known for cult gatherings. Oh, no. Awesome. I was driving the road at about 10 p.m. with my brother, and we saw a group of six people standing in a circle, all holding hands, and they were in massive black cloaks. I'm on the verge of laughing because I'm so scared. <laughs> Just on the side of the road? I'm so scared. Okay. Whew. Uh, they never looked up when we drove by. That's some concentration. The road is up in the mountains with not many places to park a car, and we didn't see any cars for the entire drive. Lindsay, where were you going? (laughs) That's a really great question. (laughs) Another scary thing that happened, I went up Hicks Road with some friends back in high school, thinking it would be the perfect place to see all the city lights. I'm sure that's what it was. It wasn't, I dare you to go up Hicks Road, like we used to dare people to go to Jackson Jackson Meadows. Meadows. We get to the top and we all felt a heavy feeling, like something was watching us from behind. We were parked on the side of the road next to an open field with a thick line of trees half a football field away. I kept looking behind us as it felt like someone was there, but what I saw wasn't human. At least I don't think. I saw a black shadow crouching in the field near the tree line, and at first I thought my brain was messing with me, so I turned away. After a few minutes, I decided to look back, and the shadow was closer, and it was a lot bigger. I told my friends we needed to leave, but they couldn't see anything, so they told me to calm down. After a few more minutes, we could all hear the sound of running and deep grunting noises coming from the tree line. We booked it out of there so freaking quick. Ugh. I don't like that. All right, so these ones are from Kim. These I don't next like ones that are. she... Or this next one um, is saw two different channel people and the fact that she was the only one that could see that second like that one in the last story is just i hate it okay so this is from kim yes kim is this one just one story yeah the different font is one story so huh? the font changed because i just copied and pasted the font's different right okay yeah do i need to read this top part I I don't know. It was a blog post that she wrote that she told me to just copy. Okay. I think I'm just going to start right here. Okay. And if that's not right, then I'm sorry. Okay. Um, it says, yet another spooky experience in my haunted historic house today. 
There are so many haunting stories here that it is getting to be quite the joke around, quote, the office. The scariest thing that has happened to me so far was hearing footsteps in the bedroom above us as we were standing in the sitting room on the main floor and knowing that no one else was in the house to make that noise until today, that is. In the morning, I have to go through the house and turn on lights, open up doors, get the house ready for tours. I wonder where she lives. Okay, I'm going to go back on her blog and find out where she lives. I go around the whole first floor first, go up the front staircase, and then turn on all the lights on the second floor. I then take the servant's staircase down to the kitchen because it is closest to the back door. This morning, I was going through my regular routine, and as I finished up, I started to make my way down the servant's staircase. I just stepped on the first stair... And it sounded like footsteps behind me. I hurried my steps and it sounded like someone was stomping their way down the stairs after me. My heart racing, I flew down the rest of the stairs, stopping at the bottom only to push the door open as fast as possible. I've heard of the term, quote, knocking knees before, but I had never experienced them. My legs were shaking so badly that my knees were actually banging together. I was surprised that I did not fall down the stairs because my legs were shaking so much that it felt like I was going to fall over. Needless to say, I'm going to be taking the main staircase down the stairs from now on. Ooh, that's so spooky. Yeah, I wouldn't want anything following me down the stairs either. <laughs> no. Do you want me to just read the last two and then you can do your story? Yeah. Because the last two are pretty short. Pretty short. Okay, so the last two come from Emily, not, not me. Not this Emily. So, there's a guy who lived in my dorm room. Both my roommate and I saw him. I was in our living room, and he walked out of our bedroom. We stared at each other for a few seconds, and he disappeared. Later, I had some friends come by, do EVP, etc. They told him that my roommate was scared, and they got, quote, maybe she should be, end quote. (laughs) I definitely felt his presence, and there were other things that happened, but I never felt threatened. And her second one is... When I was younger, I would often wake up to two shadow people standing above me. It started a little bit after my dad died and I switched bedrooms. The head of my bed was towards the north. I switched to the south and it rarely happened after that. Interesting. So I wonder if it was like her dad and some other family member just like checking in on her. That's fine. Check in on me, but I don't want to see you. Well, you have. So <laughs> that's true. And I did not like it. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm yeah, just I know, so but jealous. The shadow people, I just am not into, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, the two shadow people standing above me. I wouldn't like that either. I wouldn't like seeing a man in my dorm room either. Oh, God, no. No. And <laughs> maybe she should be. Yeah. No. This is why you don't EVP in your own house. Like, you do, don't investigate in your own That's house. That's just like asking for right. yourself to be scared. Right. Like, I will not investigate at any place I live. Yeah. Not a chance. Uh-uh. Cool. Okay, those were good. I'm glad we got some stories. Yes, thank you so much for people who sent them in. And then I'll just tell mine really quick and we can wrap this up. Okay. So I worked at a bar called Meisters on uh, like college. The summers I would come home from college. It's um, down in Scandia. And the building that Meisters is in is, it used to be an old general store. So back in, you know, the early 1900s. It was, that's where everyone would go to get their food. And it's definitely an old building. You can tell. It's super old. You walk in, you're like, oh yeah, old building. Yeah. And it's actually, um, I know I said, um, but I don't give a fuck. (laughs) The Al Capone used to have a 
safe house in the St. Croix River Valley. He did? Yes. And he used to stop at Meister's when it was a general store for like cigarettes and stuff. That's dope as shit. Yeah, isn't that cool? that, I mean, I that's the rumor. I don't know. I'm hoping it's true. But. Anyway, so there's uh, a basement to this restaurant and that's where they kept like the beer and and food and just like extra stock of stuff so at the end of our shifts every night as a waitress um i would have to help refill the beer coolers for the bartender so she would have full cases like full beer upstairs right for the night whatever and that night me and the bartender it was kind of slow so we were like talking about just how people have seen ghosts and things have happened there and yeah all that fun stuff and at this point i didn't really believe in ghosts okay so i was talking about that i was talking about how yeah i don't really i don't believe in ghosts like it just isn't really something Rookie I mistake. In. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so whatever i went out about my shift uh and then it came to the time where i had to go into the basement to start restocking help restocking the the beer so I got the list from the bartender and I went downstairs and I didn't like the, the basements. This place, the basement's creepy to I begin mean, with. It's going to be. It's super fucking old. Yeah. And it just, I did not like it down there. Um, so I was, I had my list and I went down there and I had a box and I was putting the beer into a box because it would be like, I need eight McGolden lights and six cores so you wouldn't bring like full cases you right. would literally just like yeah bring up bottles and so i was putting the beer into the box and i put one in the box i turned around i grabbed another one and i put it next to the first beer i'd put in there and all of a sudden that first beer exploded oh i do remember this story. and there was like glass just in beer just oh ever, like, my god like, that's the beer just like blew up that and I hadn't like shaken so it, or weird. I hadn't like right. I, I'm try, I was trying to like figure out how I've never seen a bottle of beer explode in my life. Right. I literally had just grabbed it from the box, put it into my box to bring upstairs, turned around, grabbed another beer, set it right next to it, and the first one just blew up. You were so lucky you didn't get like cut glass to in the eye or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. Holy shit! And I literally did you run the fuck ran up? upstairs <laughs> so fast and i told the bartender the story and i was like i pissed somebody off for sure um and then i made the the bus boys come downstairs with me. <laughs> they're like this crazy bitch you're like i don't fucking care get, get the down here the beer get down here that's hilarious so yeah i definitely pissed off a ghost and they were like i'll fucking show you <laughs> you don't believe in me watch this watch this boom it's probably a mobster it's probably al capone no, they say because there's pictures um, from when it was a general store. Yeah. Of the, like, owners. Okay. And they say that the ghost is there is the woman who's, like, in the pictures. We need to go back to Meister's now. Yeah. They're right by the bathroom. So, there we go. So crazy. There's my one ghost story. Well, yeah. Well, one of one, one of two. Two. Yeah. So. Crazy. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> No, I'm just just processing. I hope Lindsay's okay. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> Lindsay. Jesus, girl. Oh, we're th- we're thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this was 
pretty long yeah almost an hour wow so that's one of our longer ones ever happy, happy halloween. halloween everybody we hope you have a great rest of your week and we will talk to you all next tuesday bye